The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to the Auto-Tune Podcast. I'm Brian, and here are the gaggle that is the Auto-Tune Podcast group. <laughs> uh, that was Alex. Bye. Uh, sitting next to me is the one and only Mike Gallardo. Hi. He's in my spot. Hi. Hi, Mike. Uh, below us on the camera, we have the one and only Creole Crocodile, Doodougie, Mr. Smith. Hi. More uh, like Mr. On Time. I'm trying His to be right, left on the oh, screen. Yeah. Is oh, Nate. Hi, Nate. Hello. And Jarka's on the bottom. Hey, Jarka. Hi. <laughs> we are back. That's an unfortunate for spot to be. The bottom? I don't know. Below all of us? Under, under five dudes. <laughs> I, got a ton of pre- I got a ton of weight on my shoulders. Tuesday, man. He's carrying the show. <sighs> I'm glad we got off of that. Uh, it, it was heading in a dark direction. <laughs> I was just going to let it out see oh what happened. Yeah. Uh, music. Music. Episode seven. Uh, we obviously have the normal routine handed out for us. Um, going to give you an album review that's a little unique. We're going to vote out some poor douchebag or douchebags. Uh, we're going to vote in some elite talent into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then uh, we'll see what time we have left after that for maybe some more bonus fun. Um, but first, what's everyone listening to? Uh, anyone got something new? I actually have something new this time. That I, have, uh, I, will try. I have something that is, that is the same, but the whole album came out since. Yeah. He is legend. Uh, endless hallway guys listen to it it's good i uh i listen i listened to it a little bit after you were talking about it and not 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 big on it yeah okay it's not horrible it's not my uh not my cup of tea i guess yeah started leaning back into his... go ahead bud go ahead i was just say i uh i think it's mostly the dude's voice i'm not big on his voice uh, he's okay. legend all right I mean, that's why I just like Knocked Loose. I don't I know. like Knocked Loose. Um, recently, I got back into Gogo Bordeo. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Kind of gym- gypsy punk music. Started getting back into that again. I haven't listened to them in forever. Gypsy punk? Yeah. Oh. You've heard me play it a few times. I probably have. But I've never heard that genre before gypsy they kind of describe it themselves in one of their own songs there you go no i don't know if i've ever listened to gypsy punk yeah 
start wearing right. purple. Is it like uh, it would be like Stevie Nicks in a punk rock band? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jarky, get anything uh, that you're listening to right now? Um, the next in my Spotify ABC order is um, Dark Tranquility, and um, <clears throat> it's pretty good. Like it's it's a it's good, but I'm not really kind of. And I haven't finished their catalog yet, but uh, I'm not really like and into it but it's good so you know take it or leave it i guess yeah what about you nate not really um i am currently learning how to play plush by stone temple pilots so i listened to that a bazillion times awesome that's about it (laughs) killer that's super cool doug you got something I do. A band called Spotlights. They are... I don't know where they're from. But they're like a three-piece. The singer, guitar player, and the bass player are husband and wife. And Alex can attest to this. They're kind of like the Deftones, who I'm not really a big fan of. But for some reason, this band just... Does something for me. I, I I really dig them. I don't know. I can also attest to the fact that Dougie's playing this little thing they call Christmas music already. <laughs> oh, Doug's, Doug's huge Christmas. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I started playing on Sirius XM the 112 best Christmas songs of all time. How There's many do they have? To and it's already there made 112 me greatest. Like right, well, yeah. Where they come from? That yeah, ten thousand songs to start with. It's already made me angry. <laughs> Two best Christmas albums. I'm going to listen to the whole thing, and I swear to you, if Mariah Carey's Christmas song is number one, I'm going to smash my phone on the floor. <laughs> it will be. August Two best Christmas Red. albums is August Burns Reds and uh, Bad Religion. Bad Religion. I I, I, yeah. Bad Religion has a Christmas album. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw a third, I'll throw a third one in there. They do. They do. Oh, Most um, ironic Christmas album in history. <laughs> uh, it uh, is. It is fantastic. By the way, um, I like the uh, the Mo uh, Christmas album. For any Mo fans out there? Seasons oh. greetings. They have um, one original on there that I. Uh, it's it's Buffalo kind of themed. It's fun, um, and I, they do a cover of the Charlie Brown thing from Christmas. Their Christmas movie. Pretty and cool. Yeah, but uh, my new uh, thing I'm into is uh, I found this dude on Reels on Facebook Reels, uh, Connor Price, uh, hip hop artist. Oh, I know him. Yeah, and I do. I've been he's, listening to he's his. Good. He's really good. Not all of his songs are really good. I think uh, so far out of the catalog of like 30 songs I've listened to, I probably like 10 of them. Like actually, really like them, and the rest is just background noise. Um, yeah. It was fun. I was like, let's give this dude a shot. Why not? You like hear the it. one, uh, uh, Courtney Cox, I think it's called, with, yeah. uh, I don't know how to say his name, Idris Elba or whatever. Oh. I- Idris Elba. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> he's in the video with him? He's in the song. He's, oh. ra- he's, he's rapping in the song with him. What? Is he rapping? Yeah. English, the way they, they swear? Wait, is he an actor? Yeah. 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 Okay. What the heck is he doing rapping? 
Well, I mean, well, he's doing a song with the guy. I, I, I get this Connor Price guy. He also used to be an actor, so I don't know if he knows him from his acting days or something. Mm. I don't know. Who's the Bills dude that was a rapper? Uh, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley? Yeah. Did anybody listen to that? It's yeah, not, it's yeah. actually pretty solid. I've heard it. All right. I enjoy it. Age difference. Well, I just don't. The, I don't hey, think he, he does anything. Fun, fun, if, fun, fun. <laughs> if I'm going to listen to you as a rap artist, you got to bring something new. You know what I mean? It's, rap, rap is so. It's forced into such a small type. He, he does bring in something more. First down over the middle. Yeah, yeah do something new with like auto tune or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that was fun. T-Pain started a generation of that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he can actually I, sing. What the fuck? I don't know why they do it. Producer's choice. Don't always stretch your producer. Producers suck. No. Bob Rock looking at you. <laughs> yeah, Metallica. <laughs> uh, let's get into voting someone out. And uh, Gallardo, my uh, co-captain of the basement today, who'd you find? Chief Trick. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Look at my eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh. Goddamn caterpillars. <laughs> Is anyone going to save Chief Trick? I, I would like to. It costs yeah. too much. REM is still my suggestion. Oh, mine's Madonna. One. I can get on board with REM more than Madonna. I could get on board with REM. I could get on Madonna. <laughs> back, then, back then, back then. All right, you're ready oh, for mine. Yeah, Joan Jet. Oh. Yeah, she has been the the low hanging fruit to me. She feels very Bon Jovi esque to me, which is capitalizing on their being there at the right time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the thing with Joan Jett is, I literally couldn't tell you a single song of hers off the top of my head. Well, well that's, that's, that's the that's, thing. Yeah, they didn't. She didn't create multiple number one hits. I, I, she had that was that I love rock and roll song. And yeah. I think that's a cover. I thought that was Rocky Road. <laughs> okay, Weird Al. <laughs> but if you guys want to go for R.E.M., I'm all over it. No, now I want to vote out Joan Jett. <laughs> Ooh, this is three-way tie. I'm with Doug. I want, I want her out. I want her out. And not only did Joan Jett get in, but the Blackhearts did it. Who are the Blackhearts? <laughs> the drummer and the guitar player and the bass player? Who are they? I don't know. All right, Doug. You might be able to get my vote if you could tell me why you should keep Cheap Trick. Well, you know what? Okay, I- I- I'll tell you why. It's because the era that I grew up in, Cheap Trick was a new band. And when they came out, they were humongous. They were huge. They have their live album. Um, I want to say it's called Live at Budokan. It's in Japan. That's the, the the live song that everybody hears when they hear. Um, oh, what the heck is that song? Oh, yeah, here I'm trying to save them, and I can't even remember the song they sing. Um, I want you to love me. Not that one. Yeah, I want you oh. to want me, and there everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that album was so huge. Cheap Trick, literally, at one point, was very big. But then they fizzled out and they tried to hang on for a while, just like every band does. And they came out with ballads. And yeah, they fell off the face of the earth. But in the beginning, like I said, when I was growing up, Cheap Trick was huge, man. They were huge. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get why you don't want them in. You know, I'm not going to argue with it. They're definitely going to be voted out for sure. So that. whether we do it today or next week, is... you could, you could explain. <laughs> you know, I'd rather listen to of the two songs that are '97 Rock Royalty, and you hear them nonstop. I can still listen to Cheap Trick. Yeah, I yeah. never want to hear oh, the rock roll. Oh, ever. Well, again. I guarantee you're going to hear it a bazillion times before I don't you listen, die again. I don't listen to the radio, so. I, uh, I avoid. Oh, I I don't listen to the radio either, but I still what? feel like I hear it everywhere. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two votes, three votes, John Dead. Um, it'd have to be a a dead draw right now in order to save her. But who else hopping on? Jarka? I don't want to be the I don't want to be the tiebreaker. Alex, well, there we don't even know if it really is a tiebreaker. They just have to <laughs> voice an opinion. <laughs> I'm sticking with mine. Go with your I've heart. Never had You're it. sticking with yours, Jarka? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm sticking with REM. All right, oh, Alex. Good. I like never this. I like this. <laughs> Alex, you hopping on? I never had like a clear, decisive moment with Joan Jett. Um, that probably pays reason to why Dougie's thinking get her out. That's fair. I like that point. Uh, Joan Jett gets a Fuck out. I got a fr- I got friends uh down in Cleveland right now that are going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow. Really? It won't take long to gather should up we all just, their crap. Should we just have him and his girlfriend grab shit? Yeah, like it'll take him like send him, send like him a list. 30 seconds to grab all that. <laughs> like, there can't yeah. be that much. You probably never listen to our podcast, but here's this list. I need you to grab this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you do with it. We don't want it. No. No, no, no. We just don't listen to the podcast. You know why it shouldn't be there anymore, though. Yeah. Satire. This is satire we're doing, everyone. Uh, Keg, I like that choice. Joan Jett, uh, welcome to the Losers Club. But now we need to fill the void. We took a member out. We got to put a member in. Last time it was a slam dunk with Led Zeppelin. What we got this time? Yeah, we're keeping them in. I uh, I want to nominate. These are the greatest. Well, we're kind of like deeming like the greatest band. <laughs> well, could it be somebody that's not in that rightfully deserves to be in? Olympus gets yeah. not going in, Mike. Not what I was oh. getting at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Get I think head we, out of the gutter. I think we not can. as long as I'm part of this podcast. I, I, think <laughs> I know fine. damn well that Fred Durst and Olympus will make it into that goddamn hall. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah. can. Everyone gets an award. BB King is still my uh, still my nomination. Okay. Anyone else got any? Well, I'll tell you right now. I'll say I didn't know BB King was not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he is. He is in it. Oh, he is. This is this is uh, like our our list of King? artists who are untouchable. They can't oh. get kicked out. And I'm on board. Like they're they're like the top of the top. Absolutely, BB King. Bang. Anyone else? Alex, I got no reason to fight that. I don't either. 
I don't Alex, either, you, but I like to you, give everyone an opportunity to offer up someone else. Alex, I know you want to keep Fiona, Fiona Apple in there, but I mean, she's <laughs> King's probably a better choice. I didn't scroll down. Feel your own apple. Alex, you don't have um, anyone? Well, I was okay. going to do a little research real quick, but I can't, I don't think I could touch my phone while it's on Zoom um, to confirm or deny if this band is in there. I assume they are Queen. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they're in. He's definitely in there. Yeah. No, they're not actually. I, I say lock them up. What? I'm going to go with them until we get them. Okay. Queen's uh, good. Um, Darka? <laughs> Well, last time I was deciding between Zeppelin and Sabbath, so I'll go with, since Zeppelin's in, I'll go with Sabbath now. Oh, man. Yeah, but Dark has got a hit list going right now. I think I I'm think yeah. I think Dark that's my favorite so far. I'm not even huge yeah. on Sabbath, but they 100% belong. Absolutely. Are they like pillars? They're like a pillar, right? Like BB King's a pillar. We're saying of like blues. Like you don't build the blues wing of the Hall of Fame without having BB King there. Yeah. They're more you of a you don't you don't build you don't build the whole rock and roll Hall of Fame without BB King. Well, without I mean, blues, he, be no rock. I I would put uh, a guy like Chuck Berry, like like that was you know, like that was gonna be my the big popper, like you know that's when rock and roll at the, the term rock and roll was used when those those guys were like making music. But Black Sabbath is within those choices, also. I mean, there's other episodes that we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do like. I know Very I do true. like. I, I mean, do like just, fighting about just, this a little bit we because did just find out who's not being voted out. I know that's, but there's a lot of dumb artists. But it's more fun to argue about who we think are the elite and deserve to get in before the third selection or the fourth. Like, like Nate probably would think if we got to the fifth the fifth artist voting in and BB King still not in, he'd be like, well, what the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I right. like, yeah, I like yeah. the idea of like trying to like prove in a way without being a dick. Well, uh, I, I, that, I, I, that you I, like a band or an artist more than the others by a lot. Like that's why Led Zeppelin got in over everyone else last time. Cause we all agreed. Like just look at these artists. So believe it or not, black Sabbath being in, but Ozzy Osbourne isn't. Oh, his solo, he hasn't got in yet? Well, see, this is the thing. It's the same thing as the Beatles. You know, you have the Beatles in, and every single one of the members are in. So why wouldn't Ozzy Osbourne be in there? Not well, anymore, they're not. Ozzy didn't make Black Sabbath. <laughs> huh? Ozzy didn't make Black Sabbath. I think Black Sabbath still would have been a... Sorry. I still think I, Black Sabbath would have been a thing without Ozzy. <sighs> Would Zeppelin be a thing without uh, Robert Plant? Absolutely not. Okay, no. that's what that's the way I feel. So it's impossible with any band with any signature sound to say if you take that guy away, are they still going to be that band? Especially when they're original member. Yeah, like it's hard to even fathom that. Any account. well to to that, I guess I would say with with, with the Black Sabbath thing. Like Black Sabbath was huge with Ozzy, Heaven and Hell with Dio, not as much. So I, I kind of think that maybe Ozzy kind of is a key part of the sound. Absolutely, because Ronnie James Dio would never have been in the band if it wasn't for Ozzy being in the band to begin with, and 
uh, Sabbath being who they were and then going on his own, there wouldn't be that space to fill. Yeah, but is it more this? Is it is it more the sound or Oz, the attitude that Ozzy brought with him with him? I believe it's both. I believe it's both personally. I think I think Dio is a better singer than Ozzy. I I, I completely agree. But Ozzy definitely has a unique sound to him. Very unique. Absolutely. Well, you, you don't get the lyrical content that you get with Ozzy with with Dio, you know what I mean? No, it's, no, it's it, it, they they use very different imagery and stuff. With Absolutely, with other writing lyricist than the guy that came up with. It, 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 to me, it's like I know you guys don't like ACDC, but it's the same comparison as Bon Scott with Brian Johnson. To me, you know, it's like ACDC had a lot of success with Bon Scott. He's no longer in the band. Brian Johnson comes in. They had a lot of success. And it's the same with Dio and Ozzy. They really did. So, I don't know. But, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we keep B.B. King? Yeah, well, if we put in B.B. King, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> because this, this, this discussion's great. It's a great discussion, man. Absolutely. I mean, it, I agree. it could be a, it. a whole episode, you know, to be honest with you. But, you know. I do like the idea of just go ahead and putting in BB King because it's building the rooms of of the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? And you guys ever see him? I saw BB King. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you see him? Oh, um, I saw him with Jeff Beck. Oh, it was a place in Lewiston, I think it was outdoor art park. park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, dude. I saw him. Yeah, that was. That was that was an amazing amazing thing. It was Dude, awesome, that's to, awesome. See, uh, Sick to see both of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, I saw Matches. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, seeing any any artist like when 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 you get to like when you get to go see somebody who's at least I feel like he's like legendary status, right? If you, no matter what artist it is, if they're at that level, it's just it's an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. You remember when um, what was it? BB King did a song with uh, U2. Uh, something about a train or something. I can't remember the title. But I was reading this article with the Edge, and um, he was talking about how he came in the studio, and they were all just like obviously starstruck. You know, this is BB King. You know. And so he went up to him and he's like, hey, BB, you know, here's the chord progression, you know, and he went, chord progression, BB King don't play no chords. <laughs> I was like, he sure don't. <laughs> that was awesome. That's a great quote. All right. Well, welcome to the hall of all halls, BB King. Good choice, Nate. Thanks. Good pick, guys. You got to come up with a new one for next week now or next month. Oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> so now we shall do album review, which this is the brainchild of you, Nate. Was this you're doing? I don't know. I I just said uh, let's all pick two songs that we like and uh, go from there. Do you believe we were all like since this? since the 2010s were too recent? Amazing idea, Nate. This is fantastic, dude. You're you're like you're godlike with this idea, and then none of us could come up with two. 
Well, it was I was tough. probably none, one none of, the none of us, as in the two. two of you sitting next oh, to each other. Calm down. <laughs> Everybody else did. I mean, I did fine too. Yeah, yeah. Factually, <laughs> it, it it took putting the show off a week for you guys to pick your songs. I would have got it in on time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> actually why brian uh postponed a week yeah yeah <laughs> brian would have hit shuffle on a playlist and go 10 skips in to find one real quick <laughs> so the <laughs> album we put together here which we're mike is called the out of tune soundtrack uh volume one we'll, we're gonna go person by person here so alex brought to the table till we die by slipknot as well as bro him from Pennywise, and then David Jarka uh, brought along Lotta Rat, Lotto Lay. Say it for me, Dave. Letter Alice. Letter Alice. from Tool and War Pigs from Black Sabbath. I can say that. War Pigs. I can say it. Well read. Well read. War Pigs. War Pigs. Uh, Dougie <laughs> brought. The most unique, probably, I think, out of all of us with Treetop Flyer from Stephen Stills and numbers from an artist named Craftwork, which we're all very interested in asking Doug about. <laughs> uh, I brought uh, Good Times, Bad Times by Zeppelin, and I Hung My Head by Johnny Cash. Uh, Gallardo did do his homework this time and brought along Find Your Way from Authority Zero as well as Grind from Allison Chains, and then the man that we will kick this off with, uh, Nathan Gingrich, brought along Vice Grip from Parkway Drive and Man on the Silver Mountain by a man we've already discussed, Dio in the band Rainbow. So a lot of different kind of genres represented here, but a good strong mix of metal i would say there's there's enough that i would say that is the majority here so punk rock sprinkled in let's start off with you nate and uh who who are you going with first which, which one do you want to talk about first let's go with uh parkway drive first vice grip um so for me like parkway drive has been one of my favorite bands for a long time now I'm going to pretend that they didn't just put out the album that they just put out and pretend that doesn't exist. Um, but uh, this song, Vice Grip, not not my favorite song by theirs. Um, far from it, actually. But it has a pretty strong meaning for me. Um, uh, a few years ago, I was going through pretty rough time, which I won't get into that, but it uh the the message that i got from this song is like every day is a new day and just get up give it your best and just live your life to the fullest so i had this song set as my alarm in the morning so first thing i would hear when i would wake up get and up, it, get up. <laughs> and it uh it just it just gave me what I needed to uh to get going and and live each day. I like that. So that's what the song means to me. Can I ask you about this parkway drive? Were these guys a member of a different band? Not as far as I know. They've been together for 
quite quite a while now. Twenty years now. Okay. All three. Was the first album all three? So, somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. They're yeah, from they're from Australia. His name. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they they cut their teeth at the same time that a band that long since has faded away. Actually, no, they may have gone back together. But I killed the prom queen. They came up at like the exact same time. My Yeah, they're pretty Which long in the tooth now. Eh? Boulevard Street. Who was Parkway Drive? You're an idiot. Yeah, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you're an idiot. <sighs> it's my own fault for falling for it. I knew it the second I said who. <laughs> Which who? The who or the who? Uh, this who. Uh, Gallardo, you're up next. You. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the first episode I was on. Um, nope, not at all. The Alice in Chains, Grind. Um, I brought up like you know one of my favorite bands. Grind uh, was the first song from Alice in Chains I ever was really into. I wouldn't say the first one I heard, but it's definitely responsible for getting me into any of these genres of rock and roll, heavy metal, punk rock and everything. Um, so that, that, that's where I got with that one. Then uh, Authority Zero. Oh, no, no. One at a time. One at a time? Yeah. That yeah. was it. I was done with that. Wait your turn, Mike. <laughs> oh, we're doing so, one song at a time. My one, bad. They're good. So, You're- uh, Mike, was that a gateway track for you? Yes. So forgive me um, for asking, but that album, obviously the three-legged dog. Yep. Is that the one that goes? It's like kind of chromatic, basic, like the first song. That's that's grand. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. like, all of us could talk about a song like that. No, man, it's not that. It's <laughs> you know what the you know what the great thing about that record is too, is that um, I know a lot of people that really don't care for that record, but to me, it really showed how like important um, Jerry Cantrell was to the sound of uh, mm-hmm. Allison Chains. I've always said you can have. Obviously, we still have Alice in Chains, but everybody says, you know, Lane Staley they shouldn't continue because Lane Staley died. It's like, no, 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 no. Jerry Cantrell's vocals and his harmonizing with Lane Staley is what made Alice in Chains Alice in Chains. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's, that is your, here it is. Yeah. You, yep. you can't deny it. Yep. You, you want to piss off uh, a Pearl Jam fan or piss off a Soundgarden fan? Or any other grunge band that is not uh, of Allison Chains, uh, you say uh, the two best voices to ever come out of grunge were in the same band. Just mm. it's facts for me. It's just is. I don't know. It just is. Chris Cornell is better than amazing. What if you said that's Temple of the Dog? <laughs> yeah, that's isn't that what, like? Isn't that how didn't Chris Cornell like with Temple of the? He discovered like Eddie Vedder. No, mistaken. So Temple of the Dog was formed because before Pearl Jam, I'm probably telling you guys stuff that you don't know, but whoever doesn't know Pearl Jam before Pearl Jam was Pearl Jam. They were called Mother Love Bone and they had the singer called Andy. His name was Andy Wood. And so they put out an album called Apple. 
before it actually was released, he died of a heroin overdose. Oh, I said, so obviously they couldn't do anything. So now they had this record, their singer's dead, blah, 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 blah. So in that band was uh, Jeff Ament and um, the other guitar player, uh, Stone Gossard. So they were like, well, we got to continue on. So they went out, found the other members, and then found Eddie Vedder and called themselves originally Mookie Blaylock, which they couldn't call themselves. That's hilarious. So they turned themselves into Pearl Jam and the rest is history. So Andy Wood was um, Chris Cornell's roommate when he died. So the two of them were friends. So that's where Chris Cornell comes into the whole play. So it's a tribute band to Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone. All right. Yeah, you know that? No, we're even getting... (laughs) Thanks for taking us to school, Doug. (laughs) Yeah, Doug's... We're all a bunch of chumps. He taught me this a long time ago. Musician history 101. It's pretty interesting. And the funny thing is, is if I'm not mistaken, um, Eddie Vedder actually recorded those vocals before he actually was finished with Pearl Jam's first record. Oh, shit. Wow. And 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 if you watch the video for um Hunger Strike and they're all hanging out by a fire and all this stuff and they're all the, that's actual footage of them actually kind of like for the first time hanging out where Eddie Vedder's the new guy and he was just like, "Oh my god, this this is I hit it big and it was like a huge time for him." Mm-hmm. And that record, that Temple of the Dog record, is <laughs> it's fun. I'm voting it in the Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that takes it to me. Uh, just going by the order that we all kind of replied. Uh, I selected Good Times, Bad Times from already voted in Hall of Amazingness, uh, Led Zeppelin, and the reason I picked this song and the reason it was going to be a Led Zeppelin song was there's certain moments in my life that I do remember having thoughts as a musician and someone that played, you know, like I didn't ever sit down and actually play a kit, but like I played percussion my entire career since fourth grade to when I graduated and I always loved percussion. So drummers always early on stuck out to me and John Bonham, the way he played drums stood out to me like no one else because I was like, he's not just playing percussion to keep the beat and, and to keep everything regimented. He's, he's literally turning this into a a different instrument and playing it in ways that no one else has and playing off key or off time signatures to what the rest of the band is playing and to be able to chop it all up like that you know i love the way he messed with his hi-hats actually that's my favorite thing he probably did the way he used to fuck around that thing it would slop all over the place it it probably fell apart half the time when he was playing shows i'm sure um but yeah just the way that dude used the kit was at that time for me like i was no one else has done something like this Mm -hmm. i love that pick i was so surprised when i saw that I was like, oh, what a pick that was. Yeah. 
And I agree with that John Bonham thing. He was fantastic. He really was. He he's was the standout. He's the standout artist to me in that band. Like they're all great, but when thinking about Mount Rushmore's, like he makes it in where I can't guarantee you that Jimmy Page will. I'd like to think he does. Oh, he will. But I can't. Well, like I'm like personally for me, like I don't know. Maybe not. Um, Nobody picked them when we did guitarist or guitarist draft, did they? No, I think somebody did. did. Didn't I'm I? Yeah. If I? I may even. Have. I think I, I know somebody did because I had him on my list. Yeah. Who's keeping Who's keeping track of this shit? I got my list. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yeah, listen to the podcast, Nate. Both for playback. <laughs> so yeah, that that was why that's my song and Alex's secretary is keeping up. <laughs> Wait, when did I get one of those? I don't know. I don't know either. Brian, uh, I joked I joked around with Dougie earlier today. I'm like, yeah, I would have taken God's Max cover. <laughs> and your answer angered me, and I didn't tell you. <laughs> Why did we he just it. He's like, oh, it has more energy. I'm like, I want to strangle you, you right now. I was I was oh. hoping that was one band that would never get brought up. Wow. Well, all it, right. So this is probably been my last episode then at this point. It would have uh, been especially transition from your Allison Chains, though. Listen, if the yeah, if <laughs> if Allison Chains is brought up in an episode, you cannot bring Godsmack up in the same episode. <laughs> I will say that's my rule. Oh, no, huh? That's my rule. If we're making rules, that's my rule. I will say this about Godsmack. The very first album, you know, I was a key teenager. I listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a fan of them. But if they are on a festival or they're on a tour, but with somebody, I'm, you know, if they're on a festival, I'm going to make it a point to go see them because they are really amazing live. They do put on a hell of a live show. Five yeah, years. When, uh, nope, never. They're, they're when Sully and what's his name there? Uh, Shannon get going at it with the kids. Yeah. That shit's fire. Um, did, I, did I ever tell you about where I saw Open for Godsmack at UB? I think you talked about this before, but I don't remember. Okay. It was um, UB Fall Fest 2003, and it was Nas and Little Kim. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. What? <laughs> what a combo. Yeah. What the Holy fuck? Because <laughs> they tried mixing rap and rock, and then... Hey, hey new and then Look they at, and then um after that how awkward it, things were kind of were there they decided okay we're gonna do spring fest will be rap or rock and then we'll make fall or fall fest the out the opposite then that's probably a smart decision yeah. yeah look if you wanted to do that you might as well got Aerosmith and Run DMC I mean you got to get Run someone or, or even Anthrax yeah. So, so just he was at Spring Fest there. They were there with Sugar Ray and Orgy. I was there. Fucking <laughs> Orgy. I forgot about them. Oh. What is I it? Too, and I'm angry that a I dartboard and just let's see who's coming. <laughs> All right, we got nods. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Little Kip, that works. Yeah, here we go. And Godsmack. Ah, <laughs> uh, what is this? Scraping high down. fives across the table. Leave it to the student association. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Darka? 
Yeah, he, she, she, she's coming back. She wants to come back in now all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a cat in a cat box. Treat, he's treat. a different noise every week. Or every month. <laughs> yeah. Treat Tom uh, Flyer. He's there sound effect Steven guy. Stills. Doug, uh, tell us about this selection. Okay, so Treat Top Flyer, I mean, they're kind of picks that are <laughs> a little bit on the sad side. So... Treetop Flyers, a uh, uh, song by Stephen Sills. Guys know Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? I was so going to ask if that's a link there. Yes. So he did a solo thing, and he came out with a record that had some demo stuff on it. Real raw. Just it wasn't much of anything. He, you know, You know he put it out just because he wanted to. You know, it didn't. He wasn't expecting anything from it. But my brother Greg, and this is where we start getting into the pulling the heartstrings, who passed away a couple of years ago, turned me on to this. Now, I used to work with him. He owned this uh, little kitchen restaurant in this bar down at Black Rock. And uh, he's like, dude, you've got to check this song out. And so he tells me about it. I'm like, okay, I'm not a fan of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'm, I'm just not, you know. But he plays this song for me. And I was like, it's just him playing acoustic guitar. And it's a really cool song because it's like just about like, oh, my God. What is that? Is that Predator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark as <laughs> anyway. I felt really bad for laughing when you were ta- talking about that, so I muted myself. <laughs> so, anyways, so he shows right. me the song, and it was just incredible. And it's all about the smuggler, you know, who flies like these planes over the treetops so nobody can see them, and you know, whatever. And it's just a fantastic song. And when he played it for me, it just blew me away, and I never forgot it. It's definitely in my top 10 songs of all time. I really enjoyed that song. Yeah. It was was one of the ones on the list that I didn't know. And I I really like listening to it. Yeah, it's a very cool song. It it was tough because I wanted to pick that one or there's another one. Oh, my gosh. See, this is the thing about Baca on Water that I can't. I can't remember. They were part of the Blasters. If you guys ever look up the Blasters, it's two brothers. They beefed. They all split up. But the one brother put out this song called The King of California. And <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. Fantastic song. But I picked that song. My second song is Numbers by Kraftwerk. Oh yeah, save that. Save that. We're gonna get in that later. Oh, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna come going back around. And, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really. Curious. In fact, I might bump you to the to last to save that to last because. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, the thing I took away from the treetop flyer, and I enjoyed it a lot too, was I kept. There's was there no per, there's no percussion. No. No. It's like uh, dust in the wind. You know, I mean, there's very few songs that. It's just a, a singer and acoustic guitar player and nothing else. No bass, no percussion, nothing. Yeah, the melody. It really hit me in my uh, southern twang. Oh, yeah. You t- absolutely. Twang thing. Is that what you call it now? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I got a thing for Southern Rock, Southern Metal. Southern Metal. Oh yeah. Well, I got bands. He should like Clutch then. Blackberry Smoke. Yeah. No. Doug. Doug doesn't like Clutch. I love Clutch. You're one of my oh, all-time okay. favorite bands. I hate Clutch, but I don't think they're sep- Southern Metal. Sarcasm. They're riff rock. I fucking love Clutch. Anytime you mention a band that I know you've seen like five times, at least. Yeah. Uh, Jerka, your selection was La Terralus. La Terralus. They make Lapa Walrus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like Tool's name. Look at Walnuts. It's bad. They purposely <laughs> try and like make it so that's too artsy for me. Maynard's a I don't dude. like Allison Chain's name either. The name Allison Chains. I think it should be L is in chains. Always in chains. I am not. Porn. Allison uh, Chains. <laughs> yes. Thanks to Dave though for his selection of tools. So um <laughs> so back in high school, like my by ninth grade, I heard I listened, took my brother's tool under toe CD and I'd listened to it. And after one sh- listened to it straight through, I was just like, this is like my band, like just instantly. And I got really into them and I was going on like, like fan websites and we were all trying to find like when the next album was going to come out because it was it'd been a bunch of years or whatever. And then finally letter Alice came out in like 2001 when I was like a junior in high school. And I, you know, I found it and, you know, I listened to it and I went through the whole album and I got to Lateralis, the title track, and just instantly was like, this is the song. Like, my, this is my, like, this is me. Like, I just, that just resonated with me. Like, it's, it's still my favorite song to this day. Tools, like, number two now, like, of my favorite bands, but still this is like my, still my favorite song. And it just, just, it just hit, it just hit everything that I was ever looking for into in like in a song. And I, I, I just I like, you know, my, my, my favorite drummer, it just, it just hits on the, you know, the guitars, you know, um, you know, Maynard's one of my favorite singers still. And uh, just, you know, lyrically, like it just, it was all stuff I was going through in high school that like in terms of, like my philosophies at the time and like, like um, about like open-mindedness and, and um, being like, you trying to strive to be a unique individual to in order to be the best person you can be kind of, kind of like, like, it's like, I just felt like it was a really a, like an affirmation about the person I was trying to be, especially at that time. And I, to this day, I just, it's just still, it's still there. It's still, it still means everything. Like it's still my top song. And you know, it means, you know, it still means a lot even after all these years. This was the first time that I listened to that song in probably years. And like, I felt like it transferred, like it transported me back to when I was a kid here, hearing it. It was uh, good to listen to. Nostalgia really brought me back. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, I, I think like this song, like it lasted like some songs, you know, in like within like five to 10 years feel dated. And I think like Lateralis for me felt it, it took like maybe longer than that, longer than normal and then to start to feel a little bit more 
aged. Hmm. Well, this record is definitely an incredible record. It's the first time I ever saw Tool live. And me too. Yep. I, I saw him in Toronto. And uh, the thing about this record is this, is this is where I think Tool turned the corner. So you have, you know, Undertow and Opiate and all this stuff, right? And they come out and Enema, great, great stuff. 20 years pass and they come out with laterals, you know? You know how Tool is. They 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 do not release records like awesome. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was between between uh Enema and Lateralis, it was a long time. And then I look it was. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> was. And then now you compare it to the albums, the la- the two that came after that, it's even longer time. Even longer. Exactly. Yeah. So they come out with this record and it was like holy smokes. What am I listening to right now? It took me a minute. You know, it was just something on a whole different level that nobody else was really doing. It was like, it was like Rush. You listen to early Rush, early Rush, I'm the working band. And then next thing you know, 2112 comes out and there's 20 minute songs. It's like, whoa, you just changed everything on me. And it took me a second. And I remember listening to that record on the way to the concert and going, Maybe it was just going to the concert and, you know, being able to see them and all this stuff. It just clicked. And then it was like, oh, I get this now, man. I get this. And it was like, I didn't stop playing that record. And to be honest with you, to this day, I do love their new record. But I would say my favorite tool record right now is 10,000 days that that record is just unbelievable but that oh my gosh i I don't even know what to say about tool i mean they they you're you're clicking with me dude like you (laughs) would I didn't. I didn't get as much in the ten thousand days just because the my the CD that I bought like two of the songs skipped on. So I got kind of pissed off at the times. I wouldn't be like, I don't want to listen. There's a song that skips on this CD. Oh, screw it. I'm not going to listen to the CD then. So I kind of have to like some. But I do definitely like it. I yeah. it's still you know one of my up there for my my favorite albums. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, Lateralis, the new one. If you the thing about the with the new one. Go, if you, Damn when I, I saw them, I saw them in, in March, when I, they came to Buffalo in March, their best, the best live songs were on the, for, from the new album. And con, when you compare it with, take it in with the whole visual presentation of, of, of the concert, right. they just, I, I just turned to my wife with my, like my mouth open, my, like, like, holy, like my, like my eyes white out of my head, like, holy crap, did we just, what are we watching? Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was always on the new ones. I didn't, yep. I had, I had no, did not expect that at all. I mean, I had no, I, I have no idea what to expect at any of their concerts after, you know, the years, but. It's a great pick, man. Great. Pick. Yeah. 
What do you give them a giant bag, a sheet, and their discography and see how that conversation goes? A bag of shit? Huh. A, a big fat bag of marijuana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. I, didn't either. Either. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I saw I saw Tool at Rock on the Range and my whole thing that I associate with Tool um right before they came on we had uh field seats there was a guy in a kilt sitting on the floor rubbing one out oh <laughs> that's why you wear a kilt dude that sounds like some Maynard shit it wasn't was Maynard though I was shocked okay I was gonna I was gonna ask if one of you guys were in Columbus in 2018 it was me <laughs> that's what we do uh, in Ireland no, that was there. They were they were, were Scotland. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they just had the lights off the whole time. Great pick, uh, Jarka. I love that one. Uh, big I, time. I, I enjoyed listening to that big time. I was like, damn, dude. Tools, tools, yeah. tools. Like, there's no other band like them. You know what I mean? No, I, not at all. I, I love how unique they are. Um, but I do hear your shot. I enjoy your shot. <laughs> Let's let's head Sound to nothing like the him, youngest member. The, of, the singer. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to joke about we used to joke about that in high school. But wearing a kilt and jerking off, or no earshots? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Alex, you selected "Till We Die" from Slipknot. I did, and. So both of my picks are a little on the heavy side. One's a little happier than the other. This being the the lesser of the happy. But in a way, it's just a simple way to realize together as one, they're better than they are separated. And uh, when Paul passed in the video, the music video for it came out, Paul was a part of the writing process and recording. And uh, when he passed, that was tough for me as a fan. Um, we alluded to it forever ago, but um, it was an emotional time. And that song kind of got me through it, especially the visuals in it. So just something pretty heavy. Never want to forget him. No, absolutely not. No. Mm. Did no, we... It was a huge loss. Uh, side note, I know I put in the spreadsheet for something. Did we ever do? It might have been an episode I wasn't on. Musician deaths that uh, fucked us up. No. Sorry, sorry. That oh. just made me think about that. That <laughs> one fucked me up. <laughs> I mean, people That's... talked about it. I don't know if we de- designated a topic, though. So. Got to. We have not. Dog. <laughs> he knows. He knows what it sounds like. <laughs> I hear it all day. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, good pick. I, a I, I, I didn't know that Slipknot song, so uh, it was fun. Different, um, definitely, than their other stuff. And mm-hmm. knowing now a little more, like, a backstory that goes with it, um, I get it more. It makes more sense. So let's we go back mm. down to the bottom of the order. Do we pick at random? How do I want to do this? I like being in control. Uh, you the boss. 
You I'll are get, in control. Let, let me get mine out of the way. Uh, let Good me do my second, and then we'll kick it to you, uh, Gallardo. Uh, oh, so how selfish I, of you. Yeah, I guess so. I, I want you guys to have Let the, me do bigger, mine first. the bigger spotlight. Um, <laughs> I picked, I hung my head uh, second last well, to put in my uh, second song, Gallardo being the last to put in the song. But um, I made you guys wait because I was like, can I, can I find a song that I don't know that I like connect with and like more than just like, not in the personal sense, but like listening to it and it made me think about just like how some people just got a tough deal in life. And that's like what I hung my head's about. It's about uh, a, a kid uh, that borrows his brother's rifle and he goes off just to practice shooting. Just not supposed to mean nothing. And he happens to choose to target practice, which he intended not to pull the trigger on a live person and the gun goes off he kills the man and as the whole song is just about that about how he made this mistake and uh he, he there's nothing he could do about it and it, a lot of johnny cash's songs is about that it's about a lot of people that made poor choices it's a decision um and then you're stuck with it and i think he does a great job i love that it's 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 older johnny you know this is from the cash album so it's i, I believe the last album he put out uh, he kills it. He absolutely kills it. Like I, I, you like Johnny Cash's voice, and I loved it even more as he got older. I don't know why, but I just did. My pick. Johnny Cash is one of the my most favorite favorite artists of all time, man. I'll tell you, there's something about that dude. I'll tell you that you, I, I just, it's just something you can't put your finger on because he's so simple. Just so straightforward. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's just, you know, if you guys ever watched that movie, um, what was it called? Um, Walk the Line. Line. That's Mm -hmm. pretty damn close to like actually how it happened. (laughs) And long movie, if I recall right. Really? I almost said, I almost said Dewey Cox. That's what I want. I went to right away. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) That guy was unbelievable, man. He really was, you know, one of one of my all time favorite songs just in general is that Jackson with him in uh, June. Yeah. Oh, you can't tell you cannot tell me there's a better duet ever. No, they crushed him. It's unbelievable. I love him so much, dude. I really do. That's why I, I love everybody's picks because it's so diverse. You know, it's like there's so many different styles and it's actually, it's fantastic. It really is. And then Alex's purple hair just adds to it. Yeah, it <laughs> I feel like it's my birthday. I'll call him Fajita. <laughs> Let's go over to Nate for his. I better put the phone down. So, my other pick was uh, Rainbow Man on the Silver Mountain. God, I love it. And yeah, me too, man. Obviously, because I picked it. Uh, (laughs) Is that why? My uh, my dad is has always been huge into music. Like I've 
probably gone to see more concerts with him than I have like any of my, my friends. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, I remember, you know, we'd just be putzing around the house, whatever. He would always have something going on the record player. And one of the things that I always remember hearing the most was rainbow. And I don't know. It's just, it's just one that just sticks with me. And I think, I think rainbow, especially Richie Blackmore, I think, uh, played a big part in crafting what I became as a guitarist. Not saying that I was ever like close to being as good as he was, but just like once, you know, once I found like my sound and like what I wanted to do, then I'd go and listen to rainbow and I'd be like, I kind of see some similar similarities where I would have picked something up like that. Like, uh, you know, a big thing with them was always like improvis- improv improvising when they're, when they're playing live and I'm big on that. Yeah. That's the word. Okay, Mr. Lateralis. Oh, was that you? I thought that, that was Finchy. No, he can't. That was me. He said Lateralis. <laughs> so, um, is that letter or no? You don't have Before the letter. Before and after. But, uh, but yeah, so I just, I, I feel like that was a band and that just formed what I became you know, what, what, what became of my, uh, musical taste. It molded you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Dio is just, Dio's the shit. Hmm. And see, this is the thing, this, you know, if we had the video of this podcast, you would just see me sitting here smiling the entire time because the, the, this whole thing is just with Dio and Black Sabbath and now Deep Purple. It all it's just really all coming together, you know. I mean, Deep Purple themselves, which Richie Blackmore came from, it's yep. a it's a whole different ball of wax you can get into, you know. And the fact that Ozzy Osbourne was in Black Sabbath and then he left and then Dio came in and he left and then Deep Purple broke up and you know here comes Ronnie James Dio and uh and Richie Blackmore it's like it's this whole musical world that just like it just all comes together yeah for these awesome did you know, bands did you know that uh Dio is a relatively local guy to us he's from uh, Utica New York yeah. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Deep Purple was touring through, like, w- they were on tour, and I think it was like Dio's band opened for them or something, and that's how Richie Blackmore heard him. So yeah. when he was starting Rainbow, he he was just, like he was one of his first calls or something like that. Yeah. I could be misremembering, I... <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's about oh, about I how it went it. down. I uh, hope. D- it. I Dio. Hope. Dio allegedly went to UB as a pharmacy student, but dropped out. Really? Isn't yes. Isn't like a record store uh, in Rochester that Metallica like recorded some shit at? Yes, that too. Well, there's a record store in Rochester called the House of Guitars, which is a music store and that, a record that's what, store. That's what it is. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Which is where Pride and Glory who is Zach Wilde's first solo band that um, he started when he was in Ozzy's band. 
they play there and it's on YouTube. And I actually have a video cassette of that show. And the bass player is the bass player for Queensryche back in the day. Oh shit. God damn it. Yeah. This is, I like this podcast with Doug, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> all this shit i'm like yes really who was the who was the bass player for deep purple uh his name oh what the heck was his name typical he's always wearing that bandana he's yeah. always wear the bandana how about um, this who was the bass player of black sabbath geezer oh, butler geezer butler yeah he lives in buffalo no yeah where what you know the house in allentown we're going no, 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 Boys. no. no. Do you're I have close. Yeah. You're close. Yeah. You're close. So Ian Gillen, who's Ian the Gillen. singer for Deep Purple, went to Allentown when they were in, 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 in the area doing some show or whatever he was here for. And it reminded him of a street in his hometown where all these pubs were. And he bought an apartment in Allentown. That's right. And oh. the reason why I know this is because this bar that, um, you know, some friends of ours and Andre used to work at Sportsman's, they actually have pictures with him up on, on their quote unquote wall of fame. Awesome. Wow. So it was the singer, cool. Ian Gillen, okay. which is just as cool. I knew. I was like, I was like, wait, it's, I was like, is it Deep Purple, the bandit this guy was in? I'm like, oh, he's yeah. a bass player. Was the bass player from? I know it was a dude that lived in England. Like now, I want to say this: there is a possibility Ian Gillen was in Black Sabbath. He was, and David um, Coverdale from Whitesnake was in Black Sabbath also. Well, how about that? I forget who just went. Like so, (laughs) we're fact checking. I'm sorry. I'm just. (laughs) No, it's perfect. Doug, did you? I'm I'm not done with Rainbow yet, Finchie. No, did you right. uh, did you listen? Have you heard the the live uh, from Munich uh, Rainbow album? Uh, 1977, Rainbow I think it's album. from. Dude, offhand, I I, I want to say I don't know because I have watched a lot of. If it was filmed, it was I, it was for sure. Then I did. Then I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. They uh like that's that's what I remember him my 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 dad listening to a lot of. Absolutely. Um, but I thought uh that that album sticks out to me also because of the story behind it. They didn't play that show until like it was like super early in the morning cuz Richie Blackmore got arrested in Germany. But like when he's on his way to the show. And so they were putting off the show, putting off the show, putting off the show. And then he got released, and uh, like I don't know, it was super late at night or super early in the morning, they were able to put the show on, and still friggin' sounded amazing. <laughs> wow, dude, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, I'm done now, Finchie. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, guess what I'm listening to all the rest of the week? Christmas music. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> Maybe some rainbows <laughs> sprinkled in. You guys telling me to apply there? They they play mistreated on that album too. I don't know if you've heard uh, heard them oh, play yeah. mistreated. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that song. I almost was gonna pick that one, but Man on the Silver Mountain stuck out to me more. Ah, oh, wow, that's a great pick, dude. Like you don't even have to apply; just show up and punch in. Oh man, 
Yeah, really. <laughs> so you want to work on hoop it we'll up. Talk about, we'll talk about what I decided in the group chat. It's not a podcast-related thing, but <laughs> be fine. Uh, while you're hot on the mic, Mike, your second choice was Find Your Way from Authority Zero. Yeah, Authority Zero is a great punk band. Everybody should listen if you like punk. But um, that song... Uh, was the, the the album was Andiamo? It came out twenty years ago. And How'd that go? Andiamo, Andiamo, A N D I A M O. Now you got my god damn it. Anyways, um, that song. I mean, it. I was uh drinking quite a drink? bit. I mean, I'm drinking quite a bit tonight, but uh. <laughs> Back then, I was uh, I was boozing like nonstop and tried to get my life together. You know, 22, 23 years old, no idea what I was going to do, blah, 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 blah. And that song just hits every part of me. Um, closer to now, you know, every time I listen to it. I, I cannot wait to... I'm sorry. I, I know I should have done this before, but I cannot wait to hear all these songs, man. It's me. It's me that doesn't do the homework. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I enjoyed that one. So I, I definitely have a pretty heavy uh, punk background. So uh, I and I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of. But dude, Tori check Zero. out more of them, man. They got like eight albums. They're they're all fantastic. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Jason DeVore, their singer, has got a lot of acoustic stuff, and it's very like a—I uh, don't want to say folk, but close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff. The cool. one more minute is their big hit. Yeah, yeah. And they do an acoustic version that they played on a radio station in Florida, maybe like Miami or something like that. Have you ever heard it? Of one more minute. Yeah, the acoustic version. Yeah, yeah. heard it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like in Miami though. That's it. What I don't know. What, is this Were you in Miami? Mm, no, I just. No, it's funny that you said in Miami. I'm like, oh. Well, there's a. It was a YouTube video I saw this of where they're playing. Brian was down there learning how to twerk. <laughs> teaching, <laughs> teaching. Oh, that's right. You were talking about. I was getting Cuba box out. Yeah, I was like interested to hear this song because, you know, it's nothing like one more minute they they have a little bit of reggae feel to them at times uh two more minutes they do yeah. um they got a lot more like that's the first song i heard by them was one more minute and of yeah. course you know oh, it sounds like sublime and yeah you know whatever and then i that album shit i forgot the name of it a passage in time that album i mean they quote snoop dogg in it man or sorry biggie Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Good stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> rock. Um, Andiamo, their second album's really good. I mean, it just it goes up from there. But that, yeah, that song in particular that always gets me anytime I'm. I mean, I'm 39 years old, questioning what the hell I'm doing with my life. I listen to that tune, and it gets me, you know, kind of back on track, kind of thing. That's right. That was the one song that one song that I was able to pick. Hey, you were on that one real quick. Yeah. Um, of that band, good choice. Let's go with Jarka's choice of War Pigs 
from a band that apparently we've been dying to talk about because we keep bringing them up this episode. Uh, yeah. Kevin. Who's that? <clears throat> hey, Alex. I appreciate this. Um, this past weekend, there was a WWE um, Survivor Series War Games show, and they used War Pigs as the song and show. And I didn't, I made that pick well before that, if you're any wrestling fan out there. So just want to start with that. Um, you know, it, I was thinking about I, no, my, my second song was kind of hard to think think about. Um, and I was just thinking, of, and I started for some reason thinking about the all the music screen names I, I came up with on AIM as like like in high school and college. And um, I, my one was War Pigs Nib. And I just got me thinking about war, like um, about the song and it, it, in kind of in Black Sabbath as a whole. Just it was it's the band that I always grew up with and always liked, but didn't realize I liked, and my parents also liked. And as I got older, I finally realized, like, hey, this is like one of my favorite bands. And then it was also my, you know, my stepdad, one of my stepdad's favorite bands, and it was a band my mom liked. And it just kind of, you know, it's that thing that grew up you grew up with. And then when you finally got into music, it's something that was kind of also current with you. And now as I, you know, get older, it's still something, you know, I'm, I'll never turn it off on the radio if it comes on or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the song itself, um, when my, um, I was playing, when I'm still playing drums or trying to play drums, um, my, one of my stepsister's exes was a, was a, was a local drummer and he, uh, he came over and he was pl- playing on my set and he showed me how to play um, the one part uh, on war pigs or you go, dun, dun. and that, that's like one of the few parts of like any song I actually could play and play on my, on my kit. And um, you know, it's, it's kind of also kind of like how I like Disposable Heroes on, on Metallica's Bastard Puppets album. We talked about that. Like, it's a song about, it's a song about war. It's a dark song, but it's also not a song necessarily glorifying how great war is, but it's also, it's kind of more like a warning about what, what war is about. So it's kind of like, I always kind of like songs that are kind of like a juxtaposition like that too. So yeah, that's, that's war picks for me. I also wanted to pick Enter Sandman for a minute too, but we were like, we talked about Enter Sandman way too much already on this podcast. I can't do it one again. <laughs> I'm gonna say something, uh, you guys with your parents that listen to good music, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> listen to good stuff until, but he's one of those people there. Where it's like post 1980. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah. And then my mom was. <laughs> And she grew up in the eighties, essentially, you know, became an adult, you know, in her twenties and everything with me, um, was all Bon Jovi and lover boy and like all that. Yeah. Oh, you I poor know, guy. All that stupid stuff. Ah, ah. Like, Don't dismiss it. I, I had to find it on my own dog. Okay. No, we can dismiss Bon Jovi. Fuck him. Well, we could do that. Yes. <laughs> As a matter Dave, of fact, you mentioning, uh, that learning that part on your kit was one of the first things that you could play. Uh, makes me think of a question to ask any of you guys that uh, are musicians. Can go over it real quick, or we can save it for another time if you want. But what was the first thing you learned how to play on whatever instrument it is that you uh, decided to play? Blind, like horn. Oh, that's a full segment right there. <laughs> well, I could tell you right off the bat, it's "Living After Midnight" from Judas Priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
smoke on the water for me because that was easy. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's exactly what it was. Well, I, it, it's what almost like a given. Was. It's almost like a given. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would live tonight's another one. It was just like yeah. no stairway. But, but, well, that's a tough song to play, man. That's not easy. Yeah. Well, Can, the thing that, that is, that, you know, uh, stop me if I get long winded. But the thing about war pigs <clears throat> is we will take the lyrics and we'll dismiss them. Yeah. Do we just call for this the fact of if you're a drummer or any guitar player, bass player, you isolate the instrument. You do. But what you're isolating is almost the timing because he's teaching you what you can do with four, four. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got like he's teaching you timing. Do you know what I'm saying? And what you can do and how you can push the beat and all this stuff. That's why that song is so great because anybody who doesn't even play an instrument can hear that click, that hi-hat just going and where it comes in. And where it stops and where it comes in. And oh, it feels natural. You know what I mean? And it creates that, you know, every time, you know, that song will go down in history forever. Forever. Yeah. I think that's a good point, though, when you're bringing up uh, ignoring the lyrics because uh, he does rhyme masses with um, masses. So. There's every rapper ever. Uh, now they do a little more unique than that. Not better, but they, at least they make up words. I'd rather you make up a word than just use the same word again. <laughs> um, or a good sound. Yeah, great like, choice uh, here, David. Yeah. Uh, War Pigs just a phenomenal choice in the way that um, it, it's such a tone setter for that album too. You know what I mean? Like I listened to shit. Like Nate, do you remember that when I came back from? the summer after going to the rock and roll hall of fame. And all of a sudden, all I wanted to do was listen to Led Zeppelin and black Sabbath and all the old school bands. I was super. Well, I, when I think of Led Zeppelin, I think of you. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, that, that was one, my, my dad listened to Zeppelin, but not as much as like rainbow or other stuff. The first time I really got a, got like heard a lot of Zeppelin was from you. Well, that's, and, uh, that's thanks to my brother. And that's thanks to my father. Yeah, mm-hmm. my father and my mother's record collection was pretty fantastic. Like, like you would go in in my mom's collection, and it would be so vastly different from my dad's, where she had Janis Joplin, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and she had all like the psychedelic e sides of uh, rock. Cool. You ever asked? You ever asked her about that? <laughs> they always deny it. They've always denied it. I don't. She's I don't like, know. what are you talking about? My mom was a flower child, but I don't think she went that far. Um, <laughs> your mom, your, you asked your mom, did you, you, you know, you really like this movie or this music? And she said, hail. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Grandfather denied her being able to go to the original Woodstock. Oh, he said, no way. Well, she would have been 17. So tough, tough call, tough call. For eh, well, you know what I mean? I tried to go to Woodstock 94. 94 you try to yeah, go to 11 years old four <laughs> wow. no no they said yes oh no i was just kidding get the f- they said- 
<sighs> Good times. I love I love revisiting the seventies. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I love this choice even better though. Uh, well done, uh, Alex, bringing up some nostalgia for me here with your selection. Bro, him, uh, Pennywise. Bro, him. this tune takes me back to a happy, a happy uh, time in Nighthawks history. It was our goal song for a good handful of years throughout our three-peat. Um, just takes me back to any goal that's ever been scored in that time frame. Yeah, What a fucking raucous house it was back then. Rochester uh, so Nighthawks you're talking about? Yep. Just Okay. Yeah, lacrosse, yeah. Um, mm. To the heavier side of Brohim, there's a you know, brother code live or die when they go obviously it's tough it's it's a perfect tribute tune to any relative or best friend or anybody you knew growing up that you know untimingly demised and it's just a good tribute track oh yeah it is a real good feel good song especially because it uh was on tony hawk and that's yeah. what I thought of the second the second I started playing. I'm like, hell yeah, dude! Tony Hawk to life. Side note: Tony Hawk soundtracks are the best. Yeah, there was really good, and the Burnout series had some really good songs on it. Alex, I was uh, really- EA Sports, NHL. A lot of those games, the NHL games, a lot of those had really good soundtracks too. Early early 2000s to about seven were all good, and then they started changing it up. Even better was the Xbox, the original, where you could upload your own music, anyways. What? There was like a shit ton. Well, not every game, but a shit ton. I believe in the the 2K games allowed you to upload your own music. My brother had a golf game. My my brother had a golf game that you're allowed to. It was awesome. I'm waiting for WWE, like the WWE or maybe AW will like to be able to download, like do that for entrance songs for when you create wrestlers and stuff. I wish they did that. Yeah. But then you get into surprise. I haven't yet. And then copyright or infringement and all that. Yeah. Or like if there's Uh, some way they could link Spotify up to your game or something and you can kind of stream like, like maybe, I don't know. You need to tweet Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, Alex, out of all of us, lives the closest to Rochester, so he should probably move there. <laughs> he is close. Yeah. About 40, 40 minutes? Yeah. 45. It's about a good split between where you guys are and where Rochester is. You, so you don't like you. the Bandits. You don't like the no. Sabres. You're an Americans fan. You're a Nighthawks fan. <laughs> You know, muck dogs. You like the strong museum. <laughs> yeah, Alex. So, so getting back, getting back to your pick, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was super excited to see that you'd pick Pennywise because I fucking love Pennywise. Like they are one of my favorite bands. Have been since I was in high school. Since I was in my in my punk phase. They are uh, them and bad religion are really all I really listen to anymore that, uh, you know, stemmed from the punk. But, uh, God, it was just any excuse I can get to go back and listen to any Pennywise stuff. I'll take it. So I'm not familiar with that. 
but they're 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 comparable to Bad Religion, who I'm kind of familiar with. Uh, they're, they're different. They're different. Pennywise is skate punk. Bad Religion's punk. Gotcha. Yeah. But gotcha. but both of them absolutely crushing it at, at the exact same time. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Yeah. Nin- 1993 punk scene, uh, excluding the the band we kicked out of the Hall of Fame, obviously. I I think they're fantastic representations of the genre, popularity wise. I do have to say one more thing about Brohim. To me, that's kind of an iconic baseline. Mm-hmm. I that that's fair. I could still play it on that's a bass. I I love the sound of it, and I always have. Something about a bass. If you got a good baseline, even if it's like chorus, like. Don't need to know their name. Just need to hear their name. Yeah. <laughs> cutie. Well, yeah, I, I had heard. That's that, 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 that intro. intro mm. John Paul Jones, number, number one overall pick. Les Claypool. Uh, best. Oh, John Paul like, Jones. Don't you do that to me. Don't even get me started. Uh, Alex, I was actually pumped that you picked that song because that was actually going to be a song of mine. Nice. Hey. Beat me to it, you son of a bitch. Nice. Uh, no, a buddy of mine, he uh, he passed away um, from skin cancer, did several tours in oh, Iraq, and uh, pretty sure skin cancer, that's a casualty of war that we don't hear about. But uh, Pennywise was his favorite band. Bro him. He always crowd surfed to it. And uh, fucking crowd surfers. You guys know I'm a larger man. <laughs> I won't do that. But our other buddy. Um, every time we, we'd always go see Pennywise together, we'd make sure we'd find each other for bro him so I can throw him up to crowd surf in honor of my friend Tim. That's cool, that's fucking awesome. That, that cool. tune is always means something to me. Very cool. This is what I love about certain tunes, man. Bring everybody you know, together. I, yep. I had heard this song a bunch, but I didn't realize what it was because my, my wife and her friends are, were, are like more are punks pretty much, like, and um. They played this song. They played Pennywise, but I didn't realize, like you know, what it, what the song was when I heard it. When I, when I put it, I went, "Oh, well, I've heard the song a bunch." So, and it immediately got a like on on here on Spotify for me. Beauty. Dude, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Pennywise. I've seen him once. I have not. Dude, once. I've watched both it movies. I okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, All three. Uh, All three of them. Anyways, my favorite thing about seeing Pennywise is watching Fletcher, their guitarist, just slowly get more inebriated and inebriated. (laughs) (laughs) Point where he runs out on the stage for for you know whoever's playing after them. It's pretty funny. I suggest everybody go. You guys ever hear? If we were in a band, that would be me. Oh, I don't know. I think we'd have a competition. <laughs> you guys Drink ever off. hear uh, the singer's other band that he was in? I can't remember what they were called. He left Pennywise no, for, for a little while. And uh, he, he left Pennywise because he wanted to, like, he didn't want to play music anymore. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, like, the guys from Pennywise, like, heard this other band. Like, wow, this sounds just like Pennywise. And it was the singer's new band. They recorded one album, and then he joined, rejoined Pennywise. Wow. Fun story. Pennywise did record uh, record one album without him. I forgot his I always forget his fucking name. But um they actually his asked name was Robert Paulson. His <laughs> name was not Robert Paulson. Um they actually asked 
Fletcher asked uh, Jason DeVore of Authority Zero to sing for Pennywise for that album they did without He Who Shall Not Be Named. And their their hit was <laughs> going to be called We All Float Down Here. All right. <laughs> Benji doesn't like punk rock, apparently. Some of it I could care less about. Yeah, you're right. But that goes for every genre, including whatever this was. Numbers from Kraftwerk. What did you do to us here, Doug? What? Hey, hey, hang on a sec. Uh, the Black Pacific was his other band. Black Pacific. What is his name? Wait, then I thought the song was Numbers. <laughs> okay. Uh, the singer's <laughs> name was Jim Lindbergh. Jim. Okay. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Lindberger. <laughs> I was setting up Doug for his next song. We guys yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go continue. All right. That's all right. <laughs> numbers. Well, like I said on the chair, many. this is a tough song. Yeah, it is. Because I always remember this song with the next song involved. Um, like Live and Love and Made, like I said. And, you know, the thing about this song is this. My father got a brand new car in 1981. It was a Honda Prelude. It was this is an 81 Honda. How dare you? Right. <laughs> it was an unbelievable car. And it had the stereo system in it that I had never heard before. So I was psyched, you know. And that was one thing with my dad is that, you know, every Sunday we would go hang out with them and you would bring music and you would play it with them you know what i mean you'd be like hey dad you know i'm gonna bring a rush album or a docking album you know i mean this is me when i'm 10 1981 i was 11 years old you know so he puts this thing and he's like you guys gotta check this out and it's craft work and i'm 11 years old and i'm sitting in the back seat of this car with this unbelievable stereo system and that song comes on and i was like i didn't even know anything like this in the world could ever exist because i had never heard any kind of electronic um you know anything that music that was made by electronic like drum machines and stuff i didn't know what that was this is before i was even playing guitar or anything you know and i'm like oh my lord it just took me to i I don't need i can't even explain it i can't even explain it it was something that was i just didn't even know existed but that whole record is just unbelievable i still listen to it all the time alex i know you've heard it you know whatever but it's so basic but it must have been so hard to make in 1981 because i mean there was no internet i mean what was computer technology in 1981 you know i mean even drum machines or anything like that i mean it it was just unbelievable but this song always stuck out to me because of the title numbers and all they're basically doing is just reciting numbers in other languages 
that's the whole song. It's just very simple. And it just always stuck with me. But when it goes into the next song, that computer world two, it's just like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is Doug likes techno. <laughs> I guess Dougie. this was techno before techno existed. Dougie, yeah. is this what you were playing where we were starting to build dodgeball? Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Absolutely. That's some wild shit. The only one that listened to the playlist? I listened. I listened to I it. I did. I listened to it when I was shoveling three feet of freaking snow. I, I think we've all commented. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, why. I that's why in the chat I had to ask Doug if it was the right song that I put in the playlist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. And I'm like, yep, that, that's the one. When because when I press play, I, I had happened. to double check the message to see that I put it in right. Because it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it came on, and I was like, who had to be Doug? <laughs> See, this, this is the thing about this. This is the thing about this song, is that you have to understand when the song came out. And then think about technology, like I said, in 1981. Yeah, I'm 52 years old. I was 11. This, is, it, this was just like... <laughs> I can't even explain to you. Then, so it's just a, it was just insane. What? It was it was the most insane thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. I, I I must have listened to that record. I'm not even lying to you. I'm mean, hundreds of times, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of times, and it still has the same effect on me. It really does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to have the same effect on me every time I listen to it too. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, that's. <laughs> paranoid sounds coming from everywhere and then i was listening to it at work like with just like straight earbuds in you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. like such a I, even songs that i've listened to hundreds of times i pick up different things now just because mm-hmm. i'm it's such a i don't I know. think it's the best way to listen to music is headphones yeah oh absolutely you know it puts you it puts you right into it absolutely 100 percent. other than live. but but that's why I chose that song. You know, it's just, it was just, it was just a mind blowing thing. You know, I mean, I'm sure every single one of us has heard a song that was just like a uh, style of music or whatever that we were like, what? Yeah. It's just, it was like confusing almost. You know what I mean? Dude, and when 21 Pilots came around. Okay. Yeah. They were their own <laughs> bag of nuts. Nuts that they are. On that level, though, on that level, though, that I think that you were implying, um, Alex is like uh, for me, one hundred percent. That band is Sleep Terror, which is a single dude playing every single instrument, math metal with no vocals, and it's some of the most insane. Like each song, like the album's just like written as one giant song. Mm. Like what's, what's that? Sleep what's terror? it called again? Sleep Terror. Yeah. All one word? Mm, I don't know. It'll work either way. Well, either way, <laughs> I'll check that out. It'll come up. Yeah. It's nuts. Uh, uh, I believe it's like track nine off of one of the, the album that I had, um, which I think was just self titled. Well, um, all of a sudden, in the middle of a fantastic, just rambling, nonsense of math um he stops and breaks into um my sharona 
<laughs> I think I remember you playing. You're this. not yeah. selling this. Oh, dude, no, it's fantastic. He's a phenomenal musician. It's he's good, dude. You listen to the drums, the bass, and and the guitar, and this is the same dude playing every single one of those instruments, which is awesome. So yeah, I don't know, one of, talk, uh, about, talk about one like a crazy song that... jump. Sorry, bud. Talk about like a crazy song jump type. Uh, you ever heard of Twelve Foot Ninja? That song coming for you. Check it out if you guys get a chance. Will do. What, what Sorry, Nate. Go ahead. Uh, what, what, was what, what, what was the artist again? Twelve, uh, 12 foot, foot ninja. ninja. Twelve foot ninja. I heard a six inch samurai. <laughs> <laughs> we don't call him that here. Sorry, <laughs> meter Peter. Um, only when he's not on the podcast. One of uh, one of the songs that got me into like heavier music and, and and metal was "Unholy Confessions" by Avenged Sevenfold. Yes, and I re- I remember I remember babysitting at my cousin's house, and they had uh, whatever MTV or whatever played music videos still at the time. I was babysitting, and the video for that song came on, and at the time. I really didn't know that there was stuff like that out there that, you know, heavy, the screaming, just like the amazing guitar work, the amazing music. And I remember seeing the video come out. I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this? It took me like months to find them again. I didn't know what they were called. Then eventually I I found them again and I was like, oh, okay, this is it. And then that's just, I just continued building onto that stuff from there. So I I think that's probably kind of similar but I wasn't a kid, so it doesn't have the same uh, nostalgia factor as numbers does for you. Mm-hmm. But it definitely. Well, it, everybody definitely has a song like that, though. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Absolutely. Well, that's our album, uh, our soundtrack, whatever you want to call it. Volume one. Volume one. Yeah, we could obviously do this again. Good point. I mean, you could barely get the answer in on time this we time. To, we don't have to do like. Songs as as that mean something, you'd be like two of your favorite current songs. Honey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we could do our two favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> okay, calm the fuck down. Oh, Corey Taylor's Xmas, that's number one. Oh, that's a good one. And my other be Carol of the Bells by August Burns Red. Oh, my, my son loves that song. I, I'm, I'm using that <laughs> as beast, a gate. Only- I'm using that as a gateway girls. to get him more into August Burns Red. Silent Night Sun Sun by by, uh, Chuck Billy from Testament. If you ever hear um, the the (laughs) album's a very metal Xmas. Should we do it? Should we record next month's episode like in two weeks so we can do a metal Christmas album? Yeah, I mean, we we could do that. Um, How many of you want to do that? I'm in. I'd say I'm go in. to I'm each other. I'm to it anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You guys are in. Oh, so. that's tough. I mean, I could think of a record that the title has something to do with Christmas. But... Metal only? Yeah. Dibs on the Corey song. Okay. Dibs on uh, Carol of the Bells. Can we say Bad Religion just for now is metal? <laughs> well... Hard rock. How about hard rock? Hard rock. I'll throw this out there, and this has 
I mean, nothing to do with Christmas except for will the it, title. Will it stick? Is uh, Merciful Fates no presents for Christmas? You know, uh, Merciful I, Fate is? I would take yeah. that, yeah. I know Merciful Fate, yeah. King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, you can ex- we, we, we can accept that. Die Hard it is, is a Christmas, a Christmas yeah. movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, my advent calendar is Hans Gruber falling off the uh, the building. <laughs> <laughs> every, every day, every day, you move him down one one notch further. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. <laughs> Severus Snape. Yes, always. So, Nate, are we gonna put this out on Spotify? The uh, playlist. Yeah, yeah I, we can. Uh, we we can. We can add it. Okay. I um, I just I have to add uh the slacker songs. Because uh, those aren't on the list right now, oh. but uh, I'll I'll add those uh, tonight. And, I have it. Uh, I can share it on Amazon. That's <laughs> us. Uh, that's yeah, all right. I got that, that, that is you guys. Everybody else Slack besides me and Brian. As far as Amazon listeners know, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll have the list put together so that when we're sharing the podcast, we can share the uh, the playlist right along with it. Cool. Yeah, link can be found in the bio below. There you go. <laughs> uh, doing this on air, but uh, I want to ask one of you if you know um, a band. We haven't done that in a couple of episodes. So I was thinking touch, about that earlier today. Lock, and lock in your band and get. I got one. Get them I got one lined one. up, ready to go. Okay. I'm right there with ready, you. Like, could we say it now? Oh, no, not that ready. I'm gonna have to ask them what song. But there we go. That's more. Okay. Call them up. Same. We're yeah, recording the pod, bro. Hang on. <laughs> the little band. Oh, no, you can't call on I'm not calling. I want to message him. No, we don't have time for that. Uh, we do have time to say thank you for listening. Uh, this is the end of the episode. We will save our bonus for next. We'll definitely do it next episode. Uh, we'll all know in the group chat exactly what we're all talking about. But uh, thank you to all you that have joined us these first seven episodes here on BICBP-radio.com. The network um, is where you're finding us along with all the other great shows or on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all that great stuff. And um, check out me and Alex on Crafting and Drafting. We get to do that. Yeah, Alex, you get to feel a little bit. Yeah. Um, check, check out uh, Jarka doing the amateur wrestling scene. Um, that's not, not no, it's not no. amateur. Yeah, pro wrestling scene. Pro wrestlers. It's just indie. it's it's indie. Good say, call. That's it. Independent. Yes. You there with the butcher. Or? Ooh, I I know the butcher. I, I haven't Andy talked about him. Oh, I know yeah. who it is. I worked. Um, I did three of the four uh, ET Christmas shows as a referee. Not this year's. Whop, whop, whop. Mm. <laughs> Oh, if there's a reunion, I want. You follow uh, Jordan at all on social media? Is Alex? he doing anything on his own now? Or? There's a whole band. Ooh, <laughs> I got studio. research. They're, they're recording shit. I definitely have so, research. So yeah. Hold on. You know, it'd be a good reunion, Ross <laughs> and Rachel. That'd be amazing. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Right, good. laughs> Jordan Buckley and Keith Buckley grew up in West Seneca. That's where I'm from. Oh, oh. that's an easy sell, that dude. Uh, 
And I hope this has been an easy sell. No, that doesn't work. But honestly, thanks for listening. Uh, Listening's free, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's keep it that way. Um, maybe, some, <laughs> maybe someday we'll get paid. But for now, I'm fine with doing this for free for fun with my friends. And those are the three Fs that I thought of. Uh, until next time, Alex. Tune in. Hey. <laughs>